Welcome to a junior VC unfiltered. I'm your host, Mazin, and this week I have with me Chetan and Shelly. In this episode, we'll discuss our latest piece, Will Eruditus Bring Education to the World's Fingertips? So Chetan, uh, can you get us started by telling our listeners why we chose this topic? Yeah, thanks, Mazin. Um, so firstly, today's Teacher's Day. So happy Teacher's Day to every teacher out there. Thank you for making us who we are. Um, we wanted to cover something in the education space and we noticed a very interesting startup which has been un- under the radar for quite some time. And it suddenly emerged by raising a, a $650 million round at a $3.2 billion valuation, which puts it as India's third largest edtech startup. So we wanted to uncover the story and uh, show you what went behind the curtains to make this behemoth. That's a really interesting story. Um, and Chetan, can you tell us how they got started? How did they build, a, I believe it was a $10 million bootstrap business focused on executive education? Yeah. Um, so uh, interesting story about the founder, Ashwin. Um, he started out his career as a CA. Um, then broke into Harvard Business School and um, there his mind opened up uh, in terms of uh, understanding the industry. Uh, Talking to professors uh, gave him a lot of insight about different markets and meeting founders actually gave him the entrepreneurship bug. So he would end up participating in a B-plan competition over there where he would uh, come runner up uh, with another batchmate of his. Um, and they'd start it into what was called as Travel Guru. It was an online flight booking startup, um, which later expanded into hotel bookings as well. Um, it uh, ran into a little bit of trouble uh, because the timing was bad. Um, they were at the back of the 2008 financial crisis, um, and it ended up being sold to Travelocity, which is one of the uh, largest travel startups in the world. Um, which later uh, eventually in 2012 got sold to Yatra. Um, So even though his success could be termed as lukewarm with Travel Guru, he ended up uh, learning a lot of things about network effects, um, uh, being in a competitive space, and also the risk in uh, maximizing valuation. Uh, Undeterred, he would end up uh, meeting his co-founder Chaitanya who was also from quite a good B-school in Seed, uh, which also happens to be Mazin's alma mater. Um, so the two of them would end up foraying into the edtech space um, where, because they realized that they received one of the best education in the world. And um, the way it changed their lives was profound. Um, they wanted to enable the same and unbundle the same for the rest of the world. So in, 2007, uh, in 2010, They set out to start Eruditus um, and Eruditus was uh, quite focused on the executive education space. It was completely offline. Um, So back in the day, Harvard used to run a four day program um, wherein they charge you 1.5 lakhs. Now, as an executive program, it was meant for working professionals. So unlike the traditional two year MBA, uh, things uh, were catered to people who already had a busy working schedule. So it was shorter and much more concise. So Ashwin thought that uh, uh, it was uh, the fees was ridiculously high, especially for Indians. 
Um, so he recruited two professors, uh, one from IMA and one from INSEAD, and rolled out a 10-day program in a five-star hotel. And he charged just 50,000. If you do the math, that's 5x more value. So he thought uh, this, this is going to be a no-brainer. Uh, but unfortunately, only 12 people showed up. Right? Um, now, the reasons for failure, when you look at it in retrospect, seem obvious. Uh, they were small cohorts, so there were no network effects working out for them. To add to it, these courses could only be done during the off-season for universities, when these uh, lecturers would actually fly down and teach these people. So it was quite hectic. Uh, for example, uh, a professor would probably land at 2 a.m. in the night, uh, give 8 a.m. lectures through three days, and then fly back again. So although the course failed due to a multitude of reasons, uh, Ashwin and his co-founder noticed something brilliant here. Um, the students kept attending regularly, so the attendance was perfect. Uh, and the professors also liked teaching these students. Uh, and they saw value in what Eruditus was doing. So um, they, they, they decided to not uh, be set back by this and double down on it. So they continued focusing on creating short to long courses for experienced professionals. Uh, with about five to 10 years of experience, uh, primarily in fields such as management, leadership, banking, and finance. So the premise is that uh, it would either help you take a step up in your own career or help you pivot to a new one, depending on what you studied. And interestingly, they remained bootstrapped. Uh, while there was a funding frenzy going on in the Indian startup ecosystem, there were big names like Housing, Flipkart, and Snapdeal. Uh, raising boatloads of money, right? Uh, but Eruditors decided to go for a non-hype, steady and slow growth. Um, they focused on keeping the LTV minus uh, customer acquisition cost positive um, and build relationships with these large Ivy League colleges, right? Um, and the fact that Chaitanya himself was from Inseed helped. Uh, he played a pivotal role in forging that deal between Eruditors and Inseed. And soon, uh, other colleges followed. Uh, they uh, they had tie-ups with Howard, Wharton, uh, MIT, and uh, slowly the other dominoes fell, and they forged a bunch of uh, relationships with these colleges. Um, as a next step, they decided to expand their footprint to a global market by setting up classes in both Southeast Asia and Dubai. Uh, and now that they had reached a pro profitable enterprise, and were uh, expanding globally uh, with steady, good quality of uh, classes and, and hence a good product, they were ready to hit the gas pedal and accelerate their vision by raising some money. Quite well, a fascinating sounding story and, and how they got to that amazing milestone. But Shelly, can you help us set the context a little bit? Uh, tell us a bit about the edtech space and where exactly Eruditus fits in to that whole equation. Yeah, sure, Mazin. So uh, as Chetan pointed out, uh, back in 2014, a lot of uh, startups were coming up on Academy by Juice. They were getting online traction. Uh, mass open online courses, mocks uh, were also on the rise. Uh, by 2014, there were around 2,400 courses uh, registering close to around 17 million students. Compared to that, Eruditus has less had less than 20 courses at that point of time. So uh, companies like Coursera, EDX, Udacity, they were building partnerships with uh, these uh, professors and universities in a similar way like Eruditus does. 
but they were uh, basically offering short courses online erudites model was entirely offline at that point of time as well uh, despite their ability to attract these universities they were sort of unable to due to their offline model they were unable to acquire uh, investor interest and by 2015 they were rejected by at least 20 vcs so the founders were confused as to what were they doing wrong uh, after uh, trying to get investors they eventually raised 1 million dollar from friends and family and uh, then they decided okay now it's time to move uh, in a blended model not completely offline but move from offline to online plus offline uh it took them about 6 years to reach to an annual revenue of 10 million dollars and then grow steadily um so uh, uh, that was the background of uh, what uh, what was uh, being done in that edtech space but erudites realized after 5 6 years that online was the way to go now how do they go online compared to the mocks that were there uh, that was also an interesting story and it evolved over a journey so they uh, basically called them spock which is small private online courses now these courses are uh, different from mocks in uh, in a lot of uh, perspectives first of all mocks has had a completion rate of around 15 to 20% or even less uh, during uh, 2015 16 time whereas compared to that erudites offline courses uh, were having a completion rate of 85% so in the market uh, they understood that the need of a teacher in a in a physical space or in a live session is important for uh, getting these courses to be completed so that is how they started uh, working on this spock model even now they uh, they create their own courses with the universities they simply do not deliver the courses that are already being offered in the universities like uh, edx or coursera does that they uh, just uh, said present the video content of the courses being provided by these universities they actually set set down with uh, the university professors curate these courses according to the market that they are targeting for example they are uh, focusing on uh, multilingual offerings so they are producing content in various languages which can attract markets like china or latin america uh, and others it's a really interesting model how they were able to kind of find this niche and and expand on it um and you know can you tell us a bit more about their business model how do they make money and what is their competitive landscape look like and how has it evolved over the last 5 or 6 years so uh, they basically uh, partner with these universities uh, where they create a course now the take rate for these university universities depends on the complexity of the course and the involvement of the teachers who are actually creating this course or uh, that is one uh, their courses are usually high ticket value they range from $5000 uh, to $30000 uh, so that is how and after giving the take rate whatever remains is uh, their revenue now uh, that is uh, basically their business model now they are evolving to 2016 to 2019 i will give you a more uh, broad perspective on that so uh, by 2016 the part of tech in edtech was missing right they were offline they realized that they had to go online so they started to think that okay we'll now need to raise funding and we'll also have to expand our course offerings 
without diluting the impact of the course because ultimately their focus is outcome based that after uh, after a student does their course it should not be that it just they just complete the course for the sake of a certificate but uh, they actually uh, help these executive professionals to go one level up in their own field or help them in a career track change so uh, that was their objective and that on that they are building upon uh, for example in 2017 they started looking that okay now since we are online we can attract a larger audience apart from india and southeast asia so they uh, started looking towards markets like china and latin america because being online the students could attend these sessions anywhere uh, uh, from any part of the world plus the number of students that could and uh, register this register on these courses could drastically increase because of the online model now hearing all of this seems very common in the current pandemic time because everyone is learning online but uh, back in 2016 17 it was a new thing that uh, they were doing that doing live sessions and doing sessions with teaching teachers in person so uh, that was that uh, also the market growth at that point of time was uh, uh, was being led by the growing interest of these individuals to basically upskill or reskill themselves according to industry demands or the job market corporate tie ups uh, were also increasing like uh, eruditus had corporate types with tcs reliance asian paints etc and they are increasing their corporate type base also so uh, there are two parts to their business model one is b2c where they serve the customers directly and b2b where they serve the corporate tie ups and curate courses for their specific needs so that is that and then in 2019 they further raised funding for, for funding to expand on courses like artificial intelligence machine learning because these were the new things that were coming up and udacity edx etc were providing these courses and they were selling well so they start they they decided why not uh, why not broaden our scope from just management courses to these courses as well uh, after that basically they realized that uh, the cohort based learning model was very was very effective for them and uh, from then they have just uh, built upon it right now they are uh, sort of trying to enter into the k12 space through some micro programs uh, uh, but yeah that is uh, overall they would still be doing these uh, long form content where teaching teaching presence is mandatory uh, but yeah they are trying to move uh, uh, diverse and in, diversify into uh, k12 as uh, the likes of an academy and byjus um just to add to that i think uh, just looking at the attack landscape you'd see that uh, byjus went from k12 to uh, the higher end of the market by acquiring great learning uh, and uh, uh, eruditus is moving backwards it started with executive education and is moving uh, towards k12 so every edtech company sort of like the trend has been to go over the entire uh, journey of like right from k12 to uh, test prep to higher education and uh, uh, i think even uh, eruditus wants to do that and uh, the founder has said that they might uh, get larger than coursera in the coming year by hitting a 500 million uh, arr so interesting times ahead yeah go on it's definitely 
a bold statement from them and a truly amazing story of how a company started with a niche and and built from there uh found product market fit you know did something that didn't scale offline classes and gradually took it online thank you so much everyone for tuning in to a junior vc unfiltered uh, we really hope you enjoyed this episode uh, and we will see you again next week